ignition sequence start. Five. Everything. Three. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds. If you hear that music and you think that it's disorganized and dissonant, well, you're entitled to that opinion. But if you knew just how difficult it was to train the musicians, you may think otherwise. This song is by the Thai Elephant Orchestra from the album Water Music. It's pretty difficult to train musicians that don't have hands. Actually, they're using their trunks. Yeah, the Thai Elephant Orchestra is literally an ensemble of elephants. The orchestra was formed in 2000 at the Thai Elephant Conservation Center in northern Thailand. There were up to 16 elephants playing 22 giant-sized instruments, and the project helped bring attention to elephant conservation and also gave the elephants an activity that they could enjoy. And one of the guys behind the project goes by the name Dave Soldier. He's a composer and musician, but he's also a neuroscientist and a professor at Columbia University in New York. Dave has also worked with some humans, not just elephants. He's also recently done work with a flamenco guitarist, classical pianist, a jazz trio, a punk and avant-garde drummer, and also a rootsy country rock outfit that he's a part of called the Kropotkins. Dave grew up in Carbondale, Illinois, listening to rock and country music. His musical interests became more diverse when musicians would tour through their region. He heard blues and R&B, as well as acts like Jethro Tull and Simon and Garfunkel. He started learning different instruments by playing in different bands, and he can actually pinpoint the one moment in particular that led to his interest in composition. When um, I was 16, and I will never forget hearing the first song by Eddie Palmieri, which just blew me away, and I said, well, this isn't like all the bands I'm playing with, where everybody fig- kind of figures out their own part. This is somebody that had to write all the parts. I later found out that it was being written by, the many of the parts were by his trombonist, Barry Rogers, and Barry, along with Eddie, helped to define what we now call salsa music, but um, they were really the pioneers of it. Dave went to Michigan State for college, and he was listening to a lot of jazz at the time. And by coincidence, he actually found a saxophonist and composer named Roscoe Mitchell, who lived on a farm about 12 miles away from the campus. He called him up one day and asked if he could take composition lessons. He continued his studies in science while making time on the side for music and composition. He eventually attended night classes at Juilliard, took classical violin lessons, and received advice from a German-American composer named Otto Luning. Dave's background seems to make him more open to pursuing projects that others may not even dream of. But before we go any further, we have to take a step back from Dave and introduce you to two guys, Komar and Melamede. Komar and Melamede were a duo of Russian conceptual artists. They worked together for about 36 years. And when we say conceptual, we mean things like establishing a company called Komar and Melamede Inc. for the purpose of, quote, the buying and selling of human souls. 
Apparently this idea was so attractive to Andy Warhol, he actually gave them his soul for free. But it was subsequently smuggled into Russia and it sold for 30 rubles. Things like this are why Dave really likes these guys. Um, they're of a you know, slightly older generation, but I, I felt a real affinity with them because of their humor. And everything they do is a satire. And it kind of blew me away when I got to meet them, became friends with them. These guys will talk to you about something that's absolutely insane for an hour and they will not crack a smile and they'll never let you give you any signal to know that, I mean, they know that they're putting you on. Um, I know, you would know they're putting you on, but they would never, the facade would never crack. In the mid-90s, Komar and Melamed pursued an art project that they called The People's Choice. They surveyed people in 11 countries on what they liked the most and least in art, and they painted the most wanted and least wanted paintings based on their responses. Basically, the idea was to have the artistic and creative process be put up to a popular vote. Now, Dave was on board to help with a continuation of the People's Choice, which would focus on the most and least wanted songs. So, Dave set out to write the questions for the survey, and he was free to abandon some of his scientific standards for the sake of art. And I used the real answers from the survey to write the music. I actually did follow the real survey answers. Now, on the other hand, I also wrote the questions. And obviously, I can write the questions just like anybody I, I, I would suppose has written a survey. You can write the questions in different ways, and you can ask a question in a way that's more likely to get you the kind of answer that you're looking for. Part of the process also involved Dave allowing survey respondents to fill in their own answers to the questions. That actually guaranteed that he'd get the results he was hoping for. I mean, I knew this, never having written a survey before, but I knew if I put in a blank, it would mean nothing else could possibly come in first place. So it's kind of a devious way to make sure that, you know, one of the other 12 answers that I put up there that I really want somebody to select one of those, they're not going to, you know, I'm going to have one of those to work with. So what kind of answers was he expecting? For example, here's how he approached a question about the least wanted vocals. The vocal style I most hate is, well, I put easy listening music. I didn't have to put that, right? I could have found some other way to phrase, uh, you know, I could have said Mantovani, who was a, you know, some, a composer who was associated with that kind of music. Or, or you know, I could have put in something that um, people would have said, oh, I, I don't really hate that. But I wanted them to hate music. You know, I want, because I, I wanted to put a little music in the piece, and I knew if I said music that people would vote against it, and I knew if I called it something else. You know, or just, I think once or twice I put in something like elevator music, cause, or dentist music, because I knew they were going to vote against that. The survey even closed by saying, Thank you for allowing us to profile your tastes. Results will be encoded and sent to the files of the FBI and your credit card company. It seems ridiculous, but when everyone involved seems to be taking it really seriously, you might end up missing the joke entirely. You know, and some people are going to, you know, they're going, really? You know, at least they're going to think about it for a minute. Am I going to get in trouble with my credit card company for saying I like punk rock and opera? Even though Dave had an idea of what he was going to get from this survey, there were still some surprises. 
Since they posted it online, that may have had an influence on the kind of audience that they were reaching. So, you know, we had hundreds of people that participated on it, but I'm sure this colored the answers because at the time, the best-selling music was uh, country music. And uh, it was disliked by most of the people that, that uh, were voting. The respondents generally favored what would probably be classified as alternative or indie rock. Now, this wasn't representative of Americans as a whole, but since this was more of an art project than a science experiment, it could continue as planned. Now, if you want to make the most wanted song, you've got to have some musicians to help you pull it off. The vocalists Dave worked with were Ada Dyer and Ronnie Gent. Dave wanted Ada to imitate a witty Houston vocal style, and he told Ronnie to do something like Tom Waits mixed with a little bit of Bruce Springsteen. Not only were these two seasoned vocalists, but they each brought a sense of humor that was essential to the project. And another two guys who brought that same sense of humor were Vernon Reed from Living Color and Andy Snitzer, a saxophonist who worked with the Rolling Stones on tour. He asked Vernon to do his best Van Halen for the guitar solo. And he asked Andy to do his best impression of Kenny G on the saxophone. But before we get to this next rather epic sounding part of the song, Craig's going to lay it out for you. Okay, so Dave wanted to make it clear that he wasn't picking on any musicians or trying to discredit anybody. He was just mimicking popular music of the time. He structured the song like a pop power ballad, something like you would have heard from Celine Dion or Whitney Houston. He's got the verse, the bridge, and refrain, but he also added something that occasionally popped up in those kinds of songs. Like, remember that one part in Whitney Houston's version of I Will Always Love You? But above all this, I wish you love. And I... Yeah, that thing. Picking up where George left off with the saxophone, right after that, there's a point where everything stops and there's a slam on the drums to kick things off again. Dave also took some cues from something called an I Want song. This is the nickname of a song that shows up in a lot of Disney films and musicals. It's where the hero is singing about something that they really want and the song builds. Dave wanted to take that concept even further. So um, I decided to do that to Ridiculous Lengths. So at the end of it, they just keep repeating the refrain and it goes higher and higher and just ridiculously high at the end. The Most Wanted song was unique in the fact that most of it wasn't actually unique. It used elements that were borrowed or imitated from pop music. However, you'd have trouble finding many of the things that ended up in the Most Unwanted song 
anywhere else. By the way, you can download the scores from my website. You want to look at the scores of the most and least wanted music, go to my website and down, you know, I have them up there for free download and you can follow along. It really doesn't matter if you have the score or not. You don't need a guide to understand how horrible this song actually is. Yeah, it's kind of like hanging out with someone who laughs at their own jokes. That kind of horrible. It's just awful. Terrible. 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 <laughs> so we'll just give you a taste of what it's made of. It starts out with a short intro from Dave. The most unwanted music. It goes into a harp flourish. accordion and an homage to stereotypical cowboy music (laughs) so far uh, it's okay it's tolerable good not great (laughs) then there's this That is, that is opera rapping. Opera rapping, an old Casio keyboard, bagpipes, and whatever else they could throw in. It even goes on to include a children's choir and lyrics about holidays. And you'll also probably notice that this song is long. Really long. Like 22 minutes long. Seriously. If we started playing it at the beginning of this episode, in fact, it would actually still be going. Here's where we would be in the song now. Oh, good. The children's choir again. Fun fact, though. Here they're singing about Veterans Day. Interesting choice. And they end with, do all your shopping at Walmart. It jumps around from different musical styles, in between tempos, and even volume levels. And frankly, it takes a bit of dedication and patience to get through the entire thing. Now, despite that, if we think more deeply about the project, the People's Choice can help us consider what we enjoy in our music and why. Even if a survey was perfectly written and provided a truly accurate insight into what people enjoy most in music, we probably still wouldn't get songs that we like to listen to. This goes back to Komar and Melamed's Most Wanted Paintings. You know, they painted America's favorite uh, painting. It was George Washington walking in a field, uh, I think, with a refrigerator and a couple of suburban kids playing with a deer. You know, so it's a, at some level, it's a terrible painting. They painted the most and least wanted paintings for a number of other countries, and the results were almost always the same. Dave said each time something ends up not being synthesized into a whole. Creating songs or paintings based on survey answers might give you elements that people enjoy, but it takes something special to make something memorable, as opposed to a paint-by-numbers approach. It might also be useful to consider the way we think of musical genres and how it affects our musical tastes. 
Dave set up answers to lead people to say they disliked things that the general population generally seems to dislike. We may say that we don't like jazz, rock, disco, classical, hip-hop, easy listening, or other categories of music, but we often aren't considering the variety that can exist under those genres. All these kinds of music, even, quote, easy listening music, has a lot of depth. I mean, West Montgomery's music, you could call easy listening music, but it's really deep and profound. You know, it's beautiful. So, I mean, in every one of these, you could, if you could get people to go beyond their prejudices and, and learn about what's, uh, what, what's uh, you know, qualities that they can listen for, I think it could be, a, a, you know, culturally and, and maybe even politically, you know, very, you know, something pretty wonderful. You can find out more about Dave's music and the People's Choice Project at our website, everythingsounds.org. We'll have some links posted so you can find the most and least wanted songs as well. You can listen to Everything Sounds on iTunes, Stitcher, or just about any other service where you can find podcasts. You can find links for those services at our website as well, everythingsounds.org. And if you're an iTunes user, we'd appreciate if you took a minute and visited the iTunes store and wrote a review for the show. Your review will help us move up in their rankings and eventually we'll be heard by more people. So thanks in advance for that. Everything Sounds is a part of the Mule Radio Syndicate. You can find us listed along with other shows like The Shakes, It Might Get Personal, and Let's Make Mistakes. Find it all at muleradio.net. Thanks for listening to Everything Sounds. I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. 